You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid, and today I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Brad Sugars. Brad is internationally known as one of the most influential entrepreneurs. He is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and number one business coach in, in the world. And so he has courses with spanning over 30 years of experience as an entrepreneur. And so he's become CEOs of what, 19 plus companies, nine, right? Nine plus companies. And so it's really an honor to have him on here because we have a serial entrepreneur on our hands and we're going to pick his brains about what he does and how he does it so well and how he gets up, dress up and show up to do it. So with no further ado, Brad, welcome to the show. Hey, Lene, great to be with you. Yeah, so nice to have you. Is that an Australian accent I hear? It sure is. Aussie <laughs> by birth, American by marriage. So there you go. I'm yeah, Osmerican, I guess. Osmerican. Are you in America or are you out in Australia right now? No, in America. Uh, our home is Las Vegas these days. So you are in Vegas. Okay, so you're very close to San Diego. <laughs> so nice to to have you here. So let's talk about, you know, I just gave a brief synapse of who you are, but it's mm-hmm. always nice to hear from you your why. Uh, Action Coach, uh, the business coaching company that I'm most known for, we started that or I started that 29 years ago when I realized that most of the customers of mine, I was in print shops at the time, and I realized most of the customers were business owners and most of them were not doing great, you know? Yeah. And so to help out our customers, I started educating. And here we are today, 29 years later, about 1,100 offices in 83 countries and hundreds of thousands of members, business owners, and who love learning and love growing their business. Yeah, this is fascinating. Tell us about the process of like, what what type of help do these entrepreneurs need? You know, I I mean, obviously, uh, all of the books, what is it now, 17, I got my 18th book coming out in a few months, Um, all of those on sort of business and wealth and success. And really, what we look for is business people who are wanting to grow, because if you grow the person, Mm -hmm. the main aim of business is see business is never going to get easier, you've got to get better at business. So the main aim for us is to teach people to be great business people first, great investors and great entrepreneurs second. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's really about taking them through that journey of from a startup phase where you're self-employed, where it's just you, the solopreneur, right through to a business that runs without you. You know, ultimately, my definition of a business is a, a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. So, you know, I've always said, if you need to be there, it's not a business, it's a job and you work for a crazy person. So, you know, <laughs> that's that's sort of the, the definition for us. That's why, you know, when you mentioned I own currently nine companies, I run those nine companies in two days a week. And I do that because I build great people. I build great CEOs. I build great C-level execs who run my companies. And I build great partners too. I've got a lot of great partners in those businesses who do the day-to-day. But because I coach and mentor and educate them to great at what they do. 
Yeah. And I, as I heard you speak, I was thinking about Jim Rohn because he said something very similar. Your business will grow when you grow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, the more you learn, the more you earn. It's no more complex than that. If you want your, your business will grow to your level of incompetence. The moment you run out of ideas, the moment you run out of knowledge, like if sales aren't growing, it's because you're, you don't have any knowledge of how to grow sales. If yeah. marketing is not generating more leads, it's generally because you not you don't know or you or your team don't know how to generate more leads. If you knew how, you would be. So mm-hmm. that's always the challenge of, of that. You know, you've, you set a goal, you do the learning and growing, and then you achieve the goal. You have to grow into your goals. You can't just achieve your goals magically. You have to do the learning and have to do the growing. And the challenge is, though, that the learning work is the hardest work. It's, yeah. it's the work that takes the most energy and effort. And, uh, but if you're not willing to do the learning, don't complain about not doing the earning. I mean, it's, right. it's pretty simple that way. <laughs> it's not all technical either, right? That's why it's so much, it's so much harder. A massive part of it, especially for newer entrepreneurs, a massive part of it is learning to um, let go, learning to hire people that are better than you, not not having that ego get in the way, allowing, you know, letting go of control, allowing your people that you've built to do a great job and go off and do that. Um, every great breakthrough for an entrepreneur came with them letting go of something in most cases. So mm-hmm. letting go of your old self, letting go of control, letting go. I mean, the list can go on. You really <laughs> need to. Marketing is my baby and I love marketing. It's one of the things that I'm most known for. Probably most of my books that I've written are on the subject of marketing in some way, shape or form. And yet I had to let go of marketing for my company to grow. I had to allow agencies and and marketing directors to come in and do it all. So, you know, I've said it off. A millionaire wants to be a CEO. A billionaire wants to hire a lot of CEOs. So, you know, it's a big difference. And you train all those CEOs because you you have a slew of them that you've hired to run your nine companies. And I want to talk a little bit about what that process is. is How do you bring people up so that they they perform? They become high performers. Well, it's it's almost the same as sports, really. When you think about, you know, how does a sports person get more personal bests? Well, when you bring on a team member, you've got to plan their career path with them. Some team members, their career path is, I would like to stay in this exact same job for the next 20 years. Like that's what they want. That's their goal in life. They like steadiness. They like stability. They want to do the same thing forever. Others want to see their growth. And so when you sit down and plan their career path with them, and then you say to them, okay, that's your career path. I want you to come back to me with a learning plan then. What is your Mm -hmm. learning plan in order for you to grow into that position? If you want to be CEO someday, great. What jobs do you have to have had in the company to train yourself to be a good CEO? Because a good CEO is well-rounded. A good CEO is quite balanced. You know, they take into account the legal and administrative and financial with the sales, the marketing, with the operational side of it. They've got to, they've got to blend all of those things. And so my goal of building CEOs is, I run two different sides to the way we run things. One is management and one is leadership. Management is about competency and productivity. And management is really a system. 
The other side is about uh, leadership, which is about uh, passion and focus. And so that's more of an art form. So the system of management and the art form of leadership are things that I have to teach to them all. But when you use that management system, the people in your team are learning management. When you do good leadership, people are learning leadership. But we involve people at a, you know, that are not at the highest level. We bring them into our board meetings and we have them sit and listen. You know, we want them to sit and listen to the planning sessions and we want them to sit and listen so that they're learning how we make decisions. Mm -hmm. Even big decisions of the organization, I make them with my executive teams and we make the decision together so that people can see how we made that decision sort of thing. And so they're learning, you know. Every business owner that answers a question for their employees is creating a, a noose around their own neck. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember doing this, though. I, when I first started in business, I would say to people, my customers, I'd make the dumbest mistakes and say, listen, I'm the owner. I'm always here. Call me anytime." Like, no, that's you don't train them to only do business with you if you're there. But also right. with your team. If my team member comes and asks me, boss, should we go left or right? And I say, go left. They don't know why we went left. They haven't learned anything. I haven't taught them anything. I should answer their question with a question and say, well, what's the advantages of left? What's the disadvantages of left? Advantages are right. Disadvantages are right. Excellent. So what decision do you think we should make as a team going forward? Yeah. You know, and help them learn, help them grow to become better people. And that's where management is about productivity and capability. If, If they can't do their job, that's a management problem. If they're not excited about their job, that's a leadership problem. Oh, I agree. That is well said. I completely agree. And as a leader, you have to know their their strengths and learn to maximize their strengths and where to put them because you might put them in a position they're not going to thrive. And so you might have to shift it around. So it takes that intuitive to kind of listen and know, as you said, that plan for growth. Yeah, not not just intuition, though. It also takes using profiling tools. You know, when you use the right profiling tools, you can understand their modalities of of communication. You can understand their behavioral styles. And by doing that, you can know if that person suits that position or not. Uh, I think that, you know, when we look at most businesses, they are not very good at recruiting. They might be okay at hiring, They're not good at recruiting. Recruiting is about being proactive. A sports team recruits great players. Business hires people who got fired. You know, (laughs) it's like, no, you you want to recruit great players. You don't want to hire people who are looking for a job. You want to recruit people that already have a position and recruit them to come work for you. Don't wait for them to get fired. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I want to go and find you first. I want to find the best of the best. And that's why. In this day and age, people say, oh, it's so hard recruiting right now. No, no, it's the same as it's always been. You just are bad at recruiting, you know, and you're good at hiring, but you're not good at recruiting. And recruiting really is about marketing the position, marketing your company, you know, and and being a company that people want to work for. I still remember going back to maybe 20 years old. I'm 51 today. My dad said to me, because I went to him and I complained and I said, dad, I just can't find any good people. And he said, yeah, but son, you get the people you deserve. You see, you're an average manager running an average business. The highest caliber of person that would want to work for you is average. Great people don't want to work in average companies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stabbed me through the heart type (laughs) thing, but 
you know, sometimes you need to hear stuff like that. And sometimes it needs to be said bluntly enough that you take note of it. But, you know, in business, you've got to become a great leader and a great manager and build a great company if you want great people to come in. So my philosophy is always hire good, build great, hire good people, build them into great people in their job, train them, coach them, mentor them, educate them so that they become better at their job. And if you build them, they build your business. Mm-hmm. It's not more, It's not that complex. The better you build them, and that starts with you. The mm-hmm. better you build you, the better you build your company. So keep learning, keep growing, and everything works. The better you will build your team. And I like that, that mentorship is so crucial. It is imperative that you become a mentor to the mm-hmm. people that you do hire. I mean, Steve Jobs did say, I hire smart people so they can tell me what to do. And that's why I can tell them what to do. Right. And so you take that into consideration that you step back and let them do their thing. Once you, they have the proper training, you provide them with the tools and resources that they need to thrive. You step back and let them, let them soar. Yeah. Look, they, think of employees so almost like kids, you know, some of them, you hire them and they're babies. They've just, it's their first job. They've never done anything. You've got to hold them by the hand. People say you don't want to micromanage people. Mm-hmm. Rubbish. If you they're do. a baby, they need micromanagement. They need hand-holding. They need checking in every single day, maybe even every hour for those, those people. Other people you hire, and they're teenagers. So you hire the teenagers. <laughs> you don't have to check in on them as often, but you need to check in on them type thing. Yeah. Other people you recruit are full-grown adults. They're your C-level, C-suite. You, you still need to work with them. You still need to coach and mentor them. So. The more they grow, the more the business grows. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Tell us about the 90 days to revolutionize your life. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, about a year and a half ago when I hit 50, it was COVID and I had not much to do. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go in. I built a TV studio in my office prior to COVID. So I thought I'm going to go into my TV studio and I, I recorded 30 minutes a day for 30 days on business, all of the best stuff I knew on business. I wrote it all down and I created a business training program. Then I did it for life, you know, all the success principles of life. Because mm-hmm. especially for young people, if you don't know the principles of life, like no one gave you the manual type thing. So I spent 30 years as an adult learning all this stuff and thought, well, maybe I should teach it. And then I spent 30 days teaching wealth. So my theory is that if I can invest uh 90 days or if you invest 90 days of a half hour with me every day i will revolutionize the way you think about life the universe wealth business and if i can change the way you think then i can change your life forever so that's really what that's all about that's a commitment 90 days 30 minutes what are some things that were that stood out that came out of that um series You know, if you look at the life series, I'll start with the simplest of formulas, and that is the formula for success. And that is dream, goal, learn, plan, act. Dreams times goals times learning times plans times action equals success. And so teaching people the process of building your dream journal or, you know, building that dream life for you, because no one's ever taught how to design their life sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. And then teaching them how to take that into goals and create goals, not just in your business and your wealth, but in your family, in your, in your health, in your relationships, in how many days vacation do you want each year? You know, what's your goal for that type thing? And then taking a look at that, turning the goals into learning, because once you know what your goal is, you have you then decide, okay, to achieve that goal, 
I have to learn these 10 things or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And then going from that to putting a plan together, you know, not just business, but life, you know, and that's really what each of the 30 days is about building a plan. So the life one is about building your life plan. The business one is about building your business plan. The wealth one is about building your wealth plan. Most people don't have a plan for wealth. They want to be wealthy, right? but they don't have a plan for it. I'm like, well, okay, here, over 30 days, I'm going to get you to plan for your wealth. I'm going to show you how to do that what it looks like, how to build a wealth plan so that you can go and do that. It's, it's, if you don't learn money, don't expect to be a master of money. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, you said we didn't get a manual. I'm from an immigrant family and we got a manual. It was um, come to this country, go to school, get a job, get a white picket fence, and you're good. <laughs> There's no more details into that. <laughs> Yeah, that manual sort of went out of, I think it, 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 it sort of died in about the late 80s, didn't it? <laughs> but this is the thing. One of the great things, uh, and me being Australian, you know, coming to America, the level of opportunity in America, and some days I have to wake my kids up and go, kids, do you realize yeah. how much opportunity there is around you to make millions every day? Right. There are deals there's deals everywhere every day. I have a simple rule in my life that I stop at every single for sale sign. There's a for sale sign. I make a phone call. No more complex than that. You, you have no idea what deal is on the table. Some of them are just awful and some of them turn out to be amazing deals just by stopping and doing that. I remember very early in my life, I started that habit. I think I was 19 or 20 and I was taking a young girl out on a date and I stopped to make this phone call and she started getting all upset with me because we were going to be late to wherever we were going. I said, no, no, this is more important than getting somewhere on time. This is about the whole of life. Future. Yeah. And, and she kept yelling at me. So I turned around, dropped her off, didn't take her out. Oh. So that wouldn't work. <laughs> you know, most people, need, most people spend more time planning their weekend than they do their wealth. And that's really scary to me. Um, if, if you haven't got a plan, like you plan Friday night better than you plan your business, that's not cool. That, that's not the way to do it. So mm-hmm. They plan, they look forward, all looking forward to the weekend. Um, there's a nice quote that says, build a life you don't need to escape from. Mm-hmm. That's what the weekend is. The weekend is the escape, the, the vacations, the two-week vacations are the escape from the nine to five, from the grunt, day in, day out. But if you build a business, you build a, around passion like you've done and like you're teaching um, the individuals you work with, you're coaching, then you don't have a life to escape from. I I went on, on visiting my family. I worked most of the time, but it was it felt didn't feel like work. So let's mm. talk about that passion that, that is ignited. Um, with the clients that you do work with, because that wakes you up in the morning. That really gives you that the vibe you need to, that purpose. Well, someone once badly said, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. If you do what you love, you'll work harder than anybody else on the planet. That's the reality because you love it, you mm-hmm. know, and it's hard to be, it's hard to be very good at something you don't love. Yeah. You know, if you love it, you'll get to be very good at it. And if you're very good at it, you'll get great rewards from it. If you don't love it, you're never going to get very good at it. So therefore, you're not going to get well rewarded for it sort of thing. So, so that should either, be either learn, Yeah, either learn to love it, which uh, a buddy of mine was an Olympic weightlifter and his uh, coach would say to him, uh, when he first became his coach, he was a Russian guy, he moved to Australia, and he said, what do, you, what do you hate most about weightlifting? He said, squats. He said, well, you'll never be a champion until you love squats. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that to me is, is a very clear thing about 
you can either find something you love or you can just learn to love it. Like people say, oh, I don't enjoy sales. You better start learning to love sales because if yeah. you aren't good at sales, you will never be massively successful in this thing called business and life. Yeah. Everything's sales. Everything is sales. Selling yourself, selling your company. When you're recruiting, you said earlier, you got to be able to sell to your organization, making sure that it's a good org fit, you know, making sure it's a good person fit for the people coming on. And you mm. said something quite important here. You know, we're talking about you got to elevate so your business can grow, so your business can level up, you know. And then you just said, like, we have to love what is it that we do so that we can continue that that learning stride, so that we can continue pursuing knowledge, so we can continue to be grow, to grow and be better at it. But I think there's a there's a need to to find what that drive is, that purpose is, what lights us up inside, because we're going to need it. It's like working on a dissertation. You gotta spend another year and a half looking at the same topic and researching the same topic. So you better be enthusiastic about it. And if you're not, you better learn how to, as you said, mm. because you're gonna spend quite a bit of time with it. And that's the same thing with your business. You're spending quite a bit of time with it. You're going to need to to have that um, that drive around it. I mean, I, I had a crisis while I was on vacation. I was up till three in the morning working, and it felt like nothing. It was just like that's just what I do. That's just what you do when you own your own business. You know, you don't stop. Well, hopefully, one day you won't have to do that. Hopefully, you'll you'll one day yeah. just have it. You know, I love the fact that my businesses. I always say my goal is to have my business be pretty boring. Meaning it just makes me money and I don't have to stress. I don't have to worry. It just keeps <laughs> making money and growing. I like boring in that way. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, question for you about the the catalyst that tried to create a 30X program. Because I know you've mm-hmm. done that as well. So let's uh, enlighten us on what that, that process is like. Well, so each of those programs, the life and the business of the wealth of the 30X, we run them as challenges. So we put people on a 30-day challenge to get through it and go through it. We put them in teams of 100 people. So we put 100 people in a group, and then you're broken into smaller groups on that. And every day, everyone makes it right through the whole process. And it's really kind of cool to see people 30 days into a program realize just how much they can achieve. Mm. That's, that's I guess, the exciting thing for me, helping people realize whether it's the books or the learning or the live programs, it's, it's really about that. Now, that. now that my companies run themselves, I enjoy teaching more than most things. Yeah, it doesn't have to take you 30 years. It can just take you 30 days and you can learn from the expert. That's why we hire coaches. That's why we surround ourselves with people who know what they're talking about to learn from them. So tell us about your robust morning routine. Um, How do you get up, dress up, and show up? So I have five kids, so my morning routine is going to be a little different to most (laughs) people, obviously. But um, I I believe my morning routine doesn't start in the morning. My morning routine actually starts the night before. Mm -hmm. So making sure before we leave work every day, we make a list of what we're going to do tomorrow and make a list of what we're going to achieve the next day. So that is the first and foremost part of it. Uh, for me, the most important thing is uh, with the, is getting the kids to school on time because I don't have to be at work mm-hmm. until, you know, I only Whatever. work two days a week. So, you know, I only, I only do two days a week. I start at nine because uh, I like taking my kids to school. Yeah. So that's I built my business around that. So the first things uh, in the morning is make sure I take care of my health, which is water and vitamins and fruit. 
also I get dressed in sporting attire. I get dressed in my workout gear. I do not mm -hmm. put on other gear. Um, I have found that if you get dressed in the workout gear, you will do your workout. If you don't, yeah. you won't. <laughs> um, so I take I take the kids to school. I get the kids breakfast every morning or most mornings. My wife my wife likes doing the evenings with the kids. I like doing the mornings with them. So we're good that we team tag team that. Yeah. You know, I get the kids up, get them breakfast, get them to school. And then on the way back from school, I recorded my social media post years ago. I said to my team, I don't have time to do more social media. They said, really, you must have time. I said, the only time I get to myself is in the morning after I drop the kids off in school when I'm in the car. And they're like, excellent. So they rigged up a thing. So I do what's called drive time. I teach every morning from my car. So that's really it. And then when I come into work, I've already got my list of everything I need to achieve for the day. My assistant has sent me my schedule again. So she reminds me of my schedule. I also check my schedule the night before when I'm writing out my what I need to do for the next day. But most of the morning for me starts the night before. I guess mm -hmm. that's probably my biggest thing is that I don't get up and make my list. I get up and my list is already there. Right. Decisions already made because you planned mm -hmm. on it the night before. And also something happens with the subconscious mind because you you should never go to sleep without giving the subconscious something to work on for you. Right. Because it's going to be working. Well, that's why I handwrite my lists, too. I find that if I handwrite it, my subconscious works on it better than if I just type it out. You see what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Like it goes to work for you in, in terms of structuring the day and how to best approach it and how you're going to show up. Sometimes you show up and it feels like a deja vu. Well, that's because you probably rehearsed it and your subconscious took you there and you, you saw the meeting through, you saw the closing through, all that mm -hmm. good stuff. It's powerful. The morning routine does start the night before and the writing piece of it is key in, in terms of visual, uh, manifesting what the day is going to be like. Anything else that you do in the morning? You know, the only other thing is I do my morning meditation, which is just quiet time for me. Um, I like my quiet time. I generally do my meditation prior to getting out of bed. I'll set my alarm to wake yeah. up earlier and I'll just meditate while I'm laying laying still in bed. Just do the process and that takes me about 10 to 15 minutes. But that's usually it. You know, I, mm -hmm. I'm not a – you know, it was different, obviously, when I first started out because I was – doing a lot more but nowadays i'm a little more relaxed than most yeah it doesn't have to be a whole showbiz i say that right keeping it that's simple. the one <laughs> awesome tell us um brad how can we connect with you where can we find you everywhere um on any platform <laughs> just you can google me brad sugars and you'll find me but bradsugars.com actioncoach.com every social media and yeah, that's where you'll find us. And obviously, we need in the show notes, I'll make sure you get the link so everybody can get to that 90-day program and get it on our uh, super crazy deal. So Very fantastic. Thank you for sharing your time with us. We appreciate you coming on. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.